Good evening. How was your day today? I oh see my photos. God. <laughs> Tell me about your day. Man, it was long. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you to everybody that showed up in Trenton today. I, there must have been well over 100 people when I walked by um, or when I walked up to the group. Um, so a really good turnout. Uh, for the rally, and uh, and it was I, I I showed up late. It took me a little while to get going this morning, um, but uh, it uh, yeah I got there and people had signs and they're standing out on State Street, um, and uh, you know people are driving by honking their horns and waving and it was you know it was a good happy group of people and. Clearly, some support from the passersby, or maybe that's just what they do in Trenton. Like every time there's a rally at the the house annex, it's actually in front of the um, what is it like the Trenton State Museum or something like that. Um, I can't remember. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, it was a good group. Um, I, I believe I missed Greg speaking, um, but yeah, some you know some great photos, a great crowd. Um, Got to see some familiar faces, people I've I've met at uh, various uh, expos and so on the past couple of months. Uh, some people that I met in Carlisle, uh, so that was good. Uh -huh. um, and then we went to the committee hearing. There were there were actually two tobacco related bills, and the one I embarrass embarrassingly uh, did not know that it was on the agenda. Um, it was uh, Senate Bill um, 2135, which is another one of these prohibit sales of tobacco products in pharmacies. Right. Um, but there was some good discussion at least. Um, I believe they were talking about an amendment because uh, there was some question as to whether this meant sort of standalone, you know, ex like exclusive pharmacies uh, or whether it meant like a, a supermarket with a pharmacy in it where you know the pharmacy is just sort of its own little section and you know you have to go to customer service to buy cigarettes or e-cigarettes um, so that, that was uh, at least they had some some thoughtful discussion about that um, of course Kassaw's position is that um, you know individual business owners should be allowed to choose what they sell in their stores. Um, these are legal legal products for now, so um, there's really no no point in that, that legislation. And really, you know, the pharmacy stuff is, is just kind of to support uh, CVAS. Um, <laughs> that's how I look at it. Um, so uh, there was that. Um, the, the usual suspects were in favor of the bill. Uh, American Heart, American Heart Association was, I think, was the only only organization that actually sent somebody to speak, um, and uh, and that was that. Greg actually testified on that briefly, um, and then we moved on. So it, the since there were so many people, I think the chairman uh, intentionally and they, you know they kind of grouped the two tobacco bills together. Um, the chairman uh, opted to hold these bills until the end of the hearing. Um, so as not to make everyone else suffer through the endless parade of vapors. Um, 
which which is is good and and weird uh and it's uh it's uh first of all i want to preface this by saying it was awesome to see so many people come out um that is absolutely necessary it has certainly made an impression on the lawmakers and um they they should if they didn't before they should know that there are a lot of people passionately engaged in this issue However, <laughs> um, when so many people sign up to speak mm-hmm. and the chairperson quite professionally and politely, uh, and I'm saying this about Senator Joe Vitale, who has been <laughs> aggressively coming after vapor products, right. when the chairman says, there's a lot of you and we would recommend limiting your comments to around three minutes. Um, there was no buzzer. There's no light system there. It's just, you know, you, you're sort of expected to keep your comments on a leash. Um, the, it just the last two hours were nothing but people <laughs> testifying on this bill. Uh, it was at times excruciating. Um, I, uh, there was, but there was some very powerful testimony from, from some other people. Um, some very powerful personal stories that were uh, great. I, one guy, I think, just about made me cry, um, and uh, it was uh, it was very good. But well, and and I would like to uh, hopefully impart some some useful advice that I employ every time I know that I'm going to speak in front of a crowd. Um, which is, especially in front of a group of lawmakers, uh, rehearse, 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 rehearse. Practice your presentation. Um, One particular strategy that I like to use is I will sit down, and since I'm sort of doing this on behalf of CASA, there is a need to be professional. Um, So I prepare our written testimony, which is on CASA letterhead and... um, uh, that is lengthy. It can be, you know, three to five pages long, depending on the issue uh, and depending on how in-depth we want to go with, you know, citing other articles or science. Um, there is a, a bibliography. There are citations. Um, and that allows me to submit that testimony to the committee. And I can say something very simply, which is uh, I have submitted written testimony, so I, I'm not going to get too deeply into that. Uh, I would urge you to read that, uh, but I do want to draw your attention to a few very important points. That's it. <laughs> That's like all you have to do. Um, for uh, uh, business owners, uh, obviously you, you're going to want to talk about economic impact of certain things. There's some really important points that business owners can speak to um, that do not involve public health. Uh, and uh, obviously some business owners have some very touching kind of personal behind-the-counter stories about customers that come in. Those are, are, are certainly appropriate to share. Um, but really, at the end of the day, you, you want to practice in front of the mirror. Practice on a friend. They might not be your friend after you're done, but you should practice on them. Um, it, it's, uh, it is vitally important because and everybody, everybody sort of responds to stress and public speaking uh, in, in different ways. Uh, and I saw a couple people get up there that, you know, 
I kind of looked at them before and I thought, oh, they're going to be kind of a cool customer. And they got up there and it was just sort of like, like you just, there was like a very little coherence. I could pick out a few important points here and there, um, but they were clearly nervous and, and they weren't very rehearsed uh, and they were not sticking to, you know, what they may have written. So um, anyway, those are just very, very important things to remember going into these. And I, this is sort of, we're sort of getting into that season where, you know, some states, uh, New Jersey in particular, uh, some of the states that are, you know, in session for the longer periods, uh, we're going to see more committee hearings. Um, and, you know, if it's your first time getting up there and, and it's just really important for you to tell your story, tell your story, get up there, tell, talk about how, uh, you briefly, briefly, keep it to three minutes. Um, you know, these products help you and, and here's some, uh, you know, however it relates to the bill, talk about that. Um, and and try to defer to uh, people who who actually do know more and can speak expertly on particular topics. Mm -hmm. um, that that is that is very effective, and it saves everybody a lot of time. We we want to give the impression that we, well, we don't have to give the impression. We want to make it clear that we're passionate about this issue. But we don't want to inflict pain on the committee. Um, they, they can be our friends, and, and we're trying to reach sort of a level of understanding with them. Um, and on that note, I, I think I, I may have said something. I got, I got an eye roll from one of the senators um, when I mentioned uh, the flavored alcohol products. Um, mm -hmm. And my, my talking point was that, you know, we're, we're not talking about flavored or flavored alcohol products in the same way, because we've we've already had this conversation. We've already we've already done alcohol prohibition in this country, and it was arguably one of the largest, biggest public health disasters we've ever seen. Um, and I that was just something I had rattling around in my head because everybody sort of talks about like, well, you know, alcohol's got flavor too, but we never really kind of flesh out why we're not going after flavored alcohol products. Um, and that's, you know, there's a reason for that because we've already, we've been down that road and it was, it was a disaster. Sure. Um, and there are certainly parallels between that and, and vapor products and, and tobacco generally. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, after all of that, uh, the expectation is that the bill will, I, I don't know. I had to leave. I just, I could not sit there any longer. Um, I feel sorry for Greg. He was still sitting there when I left. Uh, and there was still, you know, a, a I don't know, maybe like eight or ten people that still were on the list to testify. Um, so I, who knows? They might be done by now. Uh, that was that was like two hours ago that I left. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, so we we sort of fully expect this bill to pass through this committee. Um, there, I believe there will be a second committee. Uh, and then uh, it would go to the floor of the Senate before going any further. Okay. <sighs> so it was, was a lot. Busy, so it was a busy day. I um, I, I can tell you when Venice, Florida banned smoking, outdoor smoking. Mm -hmm. I looked at the laws and I said, well, this is clearly illegal because only the state can pass these this type of legislation here in Florida. I went and spoke, and I'm smart enough to know how I am. So I wrote something out and read it, then submitted it into the testimony. 
and that that's the only way I could do it because mm -hmm. I, I I have a weakness I'll just go off so that's the only way I can do it and um, that tends to work out for me it might not work for everybody else but a lot of times it's easier to stick to a script especially when you're speaking in front of people you don't know and you're nervous yeah it, it really does take a lot of practice I mean I, I have done public speaking and I mean I was in a band in high school so you know, I'm, I'm familiar with standing in front of a, a, a large crowd of people, um, but that was, I mean, I was a teenager back then. So, you know, it, not being around that for a while, it actually took me, it's taken me, you know, a year to get to the point where I feel comfortable speaking uh, in front of a group. And, and that's been repeated practice. And I, I've stood in front of people and gotten just sort of overwhelmingly nervous. Um, and, and it just, it just sort of creeps up on you, you know? Um, it's it's but, not a normal thing to do, really. No. You know? Not like that. Not like that. <laughs> not giving testimony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's, there's, there's very, sometimes it breaks down into uh, a legitimate conversation when, 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 when the committee members ask you questions. Um, first of all, it's very good to be prepared for those questions. Um, there was, uh, there were some answers given to a few questions uh, today that sort of went a little off the rails and it was, it was clear that, you know, this person should not be speaking about this particular topic. Um, they, 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 they should defer to an industry expert, even though they are in fact in the industry. And, and, uh, I believe, uh, I believe they were a manufacturer. Um, but there was another manufacturer that testified that, that was very, um, uh, very knowledgeable and, and very, you know, on, on top of uh, uh, some of the issues um, when it comes to the chemical constituents of e-liquid and, and understanding some things. Um, I, w I wouldn't speak on that. <laughs> that's, you know, that's manufacturing. That's, that's for the industry guys to handle, but you know, let's talk about appropriate public health policy and, and, and I can, I can talk about that, but um, so, yeah. Whew. Okay, so, so I've, I've, yeah, I've been kind of out of the loop all day, so I don't know about um, a couple of other things. I guess we have uh, a couple of announcements. I haven't even checked in on Facebook since like, I I literally walked in the door, sat down, and uh, sent you a message saying I was home. Uh, I've checked a couple of emails, um, but uh, there is or is or was uh, a tax fight in West Virginia again. Um, for those that may have not seen Larry Faircloth on uh, one of these uh, vaping TV shows, um, he was discussing, and this was a bill or a proposal that had come up, I believe, a couple months ago uh, that, that uh, he had worked to fight back um, and actually sort of defeated it before it ever saw the light of day. Um, but this is sort of like a triple tax scenario, something like that. Um, uh, the manufacturer or the importer pays uh, a tax. Um, there's a tariff for importing it, uh, and then the uh, retailer pays a tax, like a, a I guess it would be like a, a floor stock tax or something like that. Right. Uh, and then and these are all sort of per milliliter proposals, uh, and then and then there's another tax on consumers. So they, they they're triple dipping on this and. Uh, Larry's, Larry's assessment was that they were trying to raise $300 million. Um, 
which yeah. is just out, outrageous. I mean, that's that's drunk math. Um, <laughs> I mean, you just I don't know how you come up with that number. Um, so I, I haven't checked in to see how that went, but we sent out an alert, um, kind of piggybacking on 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 or at you know Larry. Uh, Larry had given this out last night um, to call the West Virginia Speaker of the House and uh, just melt his phone all day long. Um, so I'm curious to see how that went. Um, that was that. Oh, the other announcement, if you are in the state of Mississippi, uh, I sent out a uh, sort of a flyer email type thing today. Uh, Greg Conley is doing uh, sort of a, 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 like a five-date tour through Mississippi. Um, check that out. I, I, I don't want to sit here with dead air and try to find that email. Um, <laughs> but actually, it wouldn't be that hard. Um, and uh, It's not really a problem with dead air. I mean, that was the one thing I've got to say uh, was actually pounded into me. It's just keep filling that space because dead air sounds terrible. So while you look, I don't really have a problem talking. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> It's one of my little talents. Uh, that and reading stuff, apparently. Big talents of mine. So let me know when you're ready to, to talk about Greg's um, tour of Mississippi. Greg Connolly's Mississippi tour. That kind of sounds like fun. I, I bet it's going to be. Um, yeah. maybe, maybe Greg will... Uh, here we go. AVA's... Truth about truth about vaping tour coming to the state of Mississippi. Uh, so uh, Monday, May twenty third, he'll be in Gulfport. Wednesday, May twenty fifth, in Meridian. May twenty sixth, that's a Thursday, will be in Jackson. May twenty seventh, Friday, uh, will be in Tupelo, and May twenty eighth, Saturday, will be in Columbus. Um, check. Uh, the American Vaping If you live in Mississippi and you're a CASA member, check your email um, and uh, check the American Vaping Association to uh, come hang out with Greg Conley for a few hours uh, this month. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's that. Uh -huh. uh, this week, oh my God, I am <laughs> flying to Las Vegas again. Okay. Um, the VPX is having a show at the Sands. Um, I will be speaking at the B2B day on Friday and then flying home on Saturday, which means I get to sit around in my underwear all day on Sunday. Nice. I'm totally looking forward to that. Um, well, you're not on a plane, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and then, so... I managed to move some things around in my personal schedule because I have tentatively a very important meeting coming up in Oklahoma. Um, so uh, I'm not going to Canada to relax with my wife. Um, it's okay. Uh, she was doing business things anyway, so it wasn't like a vacation or anything. But uh, I believe it is on June 1st. I will be flying out to Oklahoma City to meet with Representative Tom Cole, uh, along with Sean, Sean Gore, is going to be out there. Right. And um, 
I, I believe that Safada and ABA are also invited. I'm not sure if they're able to make it yet. Um, but we're, we're going to be sitting down with uh, Representative Tom Cole. I'm excited to meet him. Uh, for those that don't know, Tom Cole uh, wrote uh, SB 2048, 2058, I'm sorry, 2058, um, which that, that bill just straight up changes the predicate date for vapor products. Um, it's actually very simple and plain language. Um, and then there is the Cole Bishop Amendment, which is in the Appropriations Bill, uh, the Agricultural Appropriations Bill at this moment, um, which has some, it's a lot more detailed and there are some more provisions in there. Uh, I'm not sure what we're doing this week in terms of uh, getting something out about that, but both bills are in play uh, and, and, and we, I, you know, we have actually sort of struggled to kind of clear up some confusion um, amongst the community, but uh, I, I do want to make something really clear. Um, the Cole Bishop Amendment is moving because it is in it is language that is in a must-pass bill. Um, that does not mean that it is guaranteed to stay in that bill. And as we get closer to June, um, we will likely have to rally the troops in order to get support to keep this bill in the Ag Appropriations. Right. I'm sorry, the amendment in the Ag Appropriations Bill. Um, this is a matter for us. This is a matter of, of timing. Uh, you know, we don't want to pull the trigger on this now, and then two or three weeks from now have to try to pull the trigger again, and nobody's there. Um, so, you know, our our calls to action are, are timed like this sure. to get maximum participation when it's needed the most. Um, so, um, we are uh, in, and Casas. You know, regardless of the the extra provisions in the Cole Bishop Amendment, CASA is, uh, generally speaking, consistently been supportive of a change in the predicate date. Sure. Um, and so that's what really matters to us. Um, so just to clear up some confusion from people, we picked up two more co-sponsors on H.R. 2058. Oh, I know. Last you got week. Thomas Massey. Oh, he's my favorite. I love him. Fantastic. I, do you have, like, his trading card or something? <laughs> no, but he's great. He's, he's great. He, uh, everything he says he's going to do, he does. And he actually reads the bills before he does anything with them. So he's very rare on Capitol Hill. Nice. He's, he's a reader. So, you know, who knew? <laughs> Fantastic. Readers yeah. are good. I think so. Yeah. Um, so that's it for now. Uh, as far as I know, I'm sure I'll think of something that I should have talked about, um, but then I'll just save that for next week. Thank you for everything you do for us, Alex, and go, go relax. Uh, not tonight, but thanks. Well, <laughs> I'm thinking of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Have a good, All right, good night. See you next week. Yep.